We lost a great race car driver on January 30th, 2020, a beloved fundraiser for Riley's Children's Hospital and fierce advocate for colon cancer screening. John Andretti's accomplishments behind the steering wheel were only exceeded by his humanitarian efforts. With an unparalleled life and career to celebrate, I've assembled a podcast feature that makes 16 stops along the way, all told by those who knew him and loved him. His legendary uncle, Mario Andretti, said it best. Try to, to put together how many drivers have driven midgets on dirt, asphalt, sprint cars on dirt, asphalt, sports prototypes, indie cars, stock cars, and top fuel. You tell me who has done all that. No one. No one that I could ever remember. I mean, that I could ever put together. I mean, there's no way there's another one that has done all that. He's alone. He's alone there. In the fifth installment of Remembering John Andretti, we have Mike Kerb, legendary record producer, who gave John his first start in IndyCar and the Indy 500 in 1987. All brought to you in the Marshall Pruitt podcast by the Justice Brothers, Cooper Tires, TorontoMotorsports.com, and Bell Racing Helmets USA. Wow, it was such a spe- he was such a special guy. I met he was he came out to California to drive a sprint car that I was involved in. We had uh, back then we had the CRA, it was the California Racing Association, which you remember obviously. Oh, yeah. and, and we had a um, we had Brad Nobsiger as our driver, and Brad won the championship in 86 and then we brought uh john out to to race in a twin car i'm trying to remember uh, the team i think our team was guard called gardner curb records or gardner curb whatever it was uh we uh brad actually was building the cars himself uh which he's still doing now in north carolina uh you know we later took brad to usac and then and he won you know, in Silver Crown and so forth. But John came out to race in um, a, a sprint car race at, at I want to say Ascot. Yeah, it was at Ascot Park. Uh, J.C. Agajanian, um, trying to remember if J.C. was still alive uh, or if it was his son, Kerry. But uh, we, we, we brought John out to compete in a CRA event. In fact, he won one of them. He, I don't think he won Ascot. He won, he won up in Santa Maria. The CRA, right, either in 86 or 87. Wow. But we brought him out to do that. And then uh, I was the owner of the Skull Bandit uh, car at that time. And we had the green Skull Bandit car. And we were trying to find the right driver. Um, to, they, they wanted, they wanted, uh, they wanted the right Skull and our company wanted the right young driver to build. But we wanted to build a driver. Uh, who had never raced and, and, uh, you know, just to try to, he never raced an Indy car before we wonder. And John came out and he was running a sprint car and I spoke to him, uh, after the race. And he said, I, my goal is to drive an Indy car. And then the opportunity came up. I want to say it was in 87. Yeah. It was, it was one of the road courses. Was it mid Ohio? Do you remember? Uh, you had Tom Sneva in the car through Michigan and then John took over at road america road america road america we went to uh carrie agajanian and i uh, and our wives were we, we got lost 
that's an interesting area out there. Oh, it's beautiful, uh, but we, yes, easy to get lost. We got lost. You remember that? And we never found our hotel. Um, we ended up staying. Um, my wife is here now. Do you remember that? Yeah. And we stayed in that. Uh, and we and we were in one hotel room with with both of our wives. I mean, we um, <laughs> what it had a bedroom and a couch bed. We never could find our hotel. But anyway, John ran and he did great. I mean, he, I, I want to say he finished fifth or sixth. Sixth on his debut for you, yeah. Yeah, he did great. Uh, and then, um, but m- most importantly, he impressed uh, the our you know our, the the school bandit. The people from you know, U.S. Tobacco were impressed with him as well. And and he just did a wonderful job. And and he was he he, he looked so young. You remember he looked like. He was 12, you know, but he was, it was just fantastic seeing him take it right out of the bat, right, right, right on, right out of the box. He just was incredible and it was fast. Um, anyway, we had, um, that was the start of something really exciting and he, he drove our car for two or three years. Um, and then I remember, uh, I, I'm trying to remember which team he went to. He, you know, he won not for us, but he won in Australia. Yeah. For Jim Hall. I, yeah, he went to jet. Yeah, he, what happened? I think it. He was at eighty nine when he got the chance to drive for Jim. Uh, it was actually Granatelli. Uh, he went with Jim in in eighty nine, then went to Porsche in nineteen ninety, and then to Jim in nineteen ninety one, winning in his first race out for him. And then when he won in Melbourne, he was driving for Jim, right? Yes, correct. Yes, yeah. We didn't win. We. I'll tell you what. I also remember though. We we had a couple of great seasons with him before before he moved to the other team. But you know what was really interesting uh, that I remember uh, at Pocono, oh, yeah. we had a crash. It was the worst. And, and, and it, it was unbelievable how bad it was. And, and it was right there in the pit lane. And it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Uh, and in fact, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I, 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 you know, we were the partner with, you know, we're, we're Brian Hurtis partner now. Yeah. And, and we, when we won Indy in 2011, you know, you probably remember what happened at the end of the year in Las Vegas of course. with Dan Weldon, but that was that, the, the Dan Weldon crash, the, the John Andretti crash looked as bad as the Dan Weldon crash and how he walked away from that. I will never know. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the pictures. Were you there at Pocono? I, I wasn't. I wasn't there for it, but yeah, I do remember it. And the the thing, Mike, that this is just—it's a classic John Andretti scenario. So he has this horrific crash back in the day where yeah, uh, yeah. safety was nothing like what it is today. Drivers' yeah. feet relatively exposed in a yeah. bad front crash. You know, head-on crash, frontal yeah. crash you knew a driver's feet were going to be heavily damaged. That's exactly what happened to John. Both his feet, lower legs, and extremities really tore up. So he misses the next two rounds at Mid-Ohio and Road America. Comes back about six weeks later, races at Nazareth with you, uh, sets himself back a bit because his feet are super tender. Everything is in bad shape, but still wants to get back in the car, races for you. Then with his feet, I guess you could say, set himself back a bit in terms of recovery, uh, gets on a plane, series of planes, flies about 30 hours total to get from Nazareth to Australia 
to race at the Bathurst 1000, which he'd never done before. That year in 88 with you, he did his very first Indy 500. Also did the 24 Hours of Le Mans for the first time. Then did the Australia's Great Race. Uh, Gets there on crutches. Uh, And and then in the race at Bathurst, a tire blows atop the mountain, has a massive crash. His feet get tangled up in the pedals, doing even more damage. This is just a guy who... Yep. Where everyone else, Mike, would have laid down and said, yeah. I'll see you next year. This guy just refused. You know, he had to get back in the car. And it's just that passion of his, which I hope yeah. future generations learn from, because you could not keep him out of a car. Well, you know, first of all, I feel like I should be interviewing you here <laughs> because you you brought back so many memories. You gave me goosebumps here because... Uh, you know, I, w- I was so upset about Pocono that I-, I pulled my car. I didn't run until Nazareth. I didn't run the next two or three races. I, I, t- I told John, I said, We're- I-, I don't want to do this. You know, I, I actually was, because uh, it was my car, that, of course, that-, that car was just in shambles. But, but I did not want uh, t- to go back. It was- that was so bad. And John's motivation was so powerful that it caused us to buy another car. And I bought another, I think it was a March back then. I bought another March and we showed up uh, at Nazareth, which was really important because he had so, there was so much Andretti family, there, you know, and, and it just meant so much to him. But I, I remember saying, John, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I think I'll just partner with someone because this was, these cars were being built in our shop. Uh, John Anderson, I don't know if you remember him. Yes. I believe he he was our crew chief. And John, of course, went on to win with Dario later on. And But, I mean, it just, I mean, it, we just all looked at each other because we were we had our own shop in California uh, right out there and right out near where Kobe uh, hit the mountain, right there, right near Calabasas. Ooh. We have a, we have a, we, we still have the shop there. Uh, and, uh, but, Oh, yeah, but I, anyway, we we really questioned whether we wanted it. It was the Pocono thing was so bad. I didn't see anything close to that until um, until I saw until the Vegas thing with Dan. And mm. of course, that was we were partnered in with you know that that team is called Herda Kerr Baggage Herda Kerr I mean, uh, we've won two Indies. We won with Rossi. Uh, it's all because of Herda. I mean, we're we're not. Uh, but uh, and and actually, Herda is the team is now uh, has a technical connection with Andretti. You know, it's because of the um, you know Colton is actually going to drive. Well, it's you probably know more about it, but Col- Colton's team is it will become part of the Andretti shop. There, our team, the Herda Kerr Bagajanian team, we we are located with Andre- with with Michael Andretti's. Shop. Yeah, it's a so, um, it's a beautiful uh, beautiful alignment of of history, both past and present. The one thing I'd ask maybe to to close, Mike, is if we look at the transformational points yeah. in John Andretti's yeah. career, getting that call from BMW, uh, his first manufacturer alliance in IMSA, that was huge. Uh, yeah. If we look at what followed right after, it was the call from you. Frankly, because although the BMW program in IMSA was great for him, it ended at the end of 1986. He didn't really yeah. have a whole lot going on. If we're talking 
maintaining that higher profile in the sport. And ultimately it's a call from you wanting to do uh, some of his short track specialty stuff, as you mentioned out in California, but also giving him that shot in IndyCar that really that decision of yours really cemented this upward ascension for John from there forward. What does that mean to you though, knowing that just from seeing this talent and wanting to give him a shot, this really did make a huge difference in his life and career. Well, first of all, the thing I love the most about racing, I mean, look, I mean, our midget team, we we're partnered with Keith, Keith Coons, who's another genius, but, but, if you look at the drivers who we've had a chance to work with from the start, the Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, who, the drivers that came out of the USAC Midget Series, uh, the, I've been, you know, my whole interest has been, you know, the, the dirt racing. I mean, I love West Coast. I love the, of course, I like the Winston West Series back back, back then, but uh, which was NASCAR. But I, but I, you know, the everything from the jalopies where Parnelli Jones started, but mostly the USAC sprint cars and they would come out to Ascot. So really what I was trying to do is a favor here. Uh, JC Agagenian, I believe was getting really sick. Uh, he was having health, health issues I, in that around that time. And I remember he always loved visiting drivers like the year that, that we had Earnhardt in the, when Earnhardt won his first championship, when it was the curb records car, we we got Earnhardt to come out for one of the for one of the for I believe it was still called Winston West back then uh, race uh, at at Ascot. You know, J.C. Agajanian, you know, has you know promoted those races. So what I was uh, trying, what we were trying to do, Kerry uh, Agajanian has been my partner for fifty years forever. Now, racing <laughs> forever. And what I was trying to do was, or we were trying to do, is is get is to bring drivers out, young drivers who could compete with our CRA drivers, you know, like, and, and we had an extra car, a backup car for Brad Nosker. So I, I remember that we brought John out. I don't even remember if it was my idea or, uh, or Carrie's. I have to, I can plug Carrie if you want. Have you talked to Carrie? I could plug him in if you want. I haven't. Uh, no, but I, 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 one of us, it was one of our ideas to bring, to bring uh, John out to race, um, he had won uh, the Speedrome Championship at, at this uh, in in Indianapolis already, and so he was looking to to get more of a national presence. We won a race. He won Santa Maria in the in, in our car uh, around that time, either in '86 or '85 or '86. He did win at Santa Maria, and it, it was under CRA sanction. Uh, but the, what we were really trying to do is is get these give give some of the young drivers who might have a national presence a chance, you know. And um, so it, it was very exciting. I mean, he was. But it, what I liked more about him was his drive, and it. it I don't know. He he, he kind of reminded me more of Mario. You know, Michael is so much more reserved than Mario, but Mario was, you know, I mean, he was reserved at times, but when Mario talked about racing, there was something in his eyes mm. that you would see, you know, I, I didn't know him well, but I had a chance to, to, to be around him a little bit, but John had that, 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 that eye contact and that enthusiasm. Like, I don't care what it is. I don't care. He was, whether it's a, 
NHRA dragster. I don't care if it's an Indy car. I don't care if it's a sports car. I don't care if it's a sprint car, a midget. Uh, I want to drive it and I want to win. That was his attitude. And, and, you know, I don't know, I don't think he ever won an NHRA, but he did win in the CRA. He won, obviously, in IMSA. You know, uh, he won in, in IndyCar. Uh, and then, of course, he won the NASCAR, you know, the, was it Martinsville and Daytona? Right? Yeah, both. And he won, yeah, and he, he drove for Petty. Petty was, Petty drove for me for two years when he won, when he won his 200th race. He was driving uh, for a, a car I owned. Uh, when we, when I was working for Reagan back then, and I had played a role in bringing Reagan together with Bill France Jr. And then my car, car that I owned, won in 84. Uh, and then after that, Petty retired. In, he didn't retire very quickly, but he retired around 91 or 92. And then he, uh, I believe that John, one of John's wins was in Petty's car. One of them might have been in Kale's, wasn't it? Was it Kale's? Yeah, what was he, he, uh, one, yeah, yeah. he did. I uh, believe it was. Daytona and in Yarbrough's car, and then yeah. that famous Martinsville win was in uh, and the then Petty Enterprises. Petty was the, yeah, and then the Petty, Petty was the car owner when John won in Daytona, right? Uh, right. No, no, that was, no, that was Yarbrough. Bill was the car owner there, and then John Petty won in Martinsville with John, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, wow. And those are two very, I mean, talk about two distinctly different tracks. A super speedway and a short track, right? I mean... Uh, isn't that another example of his versatility? Just amazing. Yeah. And that, that's the, the central point of his career. You know, we tried to help him get back into it. We, we were involved, uh, uh, as one of the partners, I think he came back, I think I want to say later in the nineties would want to, and in the Bush series, he came, he, uh, came back and wanted to drive Bush. It seemed like we were involved with him maybe for a year or two in the Bush series. Do you remember when he went back, came back into the Bush series later on? This was after yeah. the cup wins. Uh, he didn't win. Uh, I don't think he won. Uh, he wanted to win a Bush race. I don't think he won, but, but he was, he wanted to come back. Maybe John was a part team owner. Then I, I'm just trying to, does that ring a bell with you? Yeah. He was, uh, tried to do his own team in 98. Uh, um, yeah, 98. Yeah, yeah. I did Daytona, I think in Bush. Uh, and then was with the uh, PPC racing team, uh, yeah. uh, what, 2005 to 2007. Did the full season in 2006. So just yeah. <laughs> as I've continued yeah. to tell folks, trying to keep track of all the things that John drove <laughs> is, I mean, I'd need to take a month off. And I still don't think I, I'd get to everything that he did. The The guy just wanted to race, lived to race love to race it's just such a beautiful beautiful aspect and, and, of him and he never really had family money or anything i mean his his side of the family didn't have the, a lot of money you know so he was doing this on his own i mean he never brought sponsor at least with us never brought in sponsorship he just brought in his his talent and his will to win but you remember he never really had family money like like maybe like some of the other andretti's have had you know um, you recall that he right? earned it. Yep. Yeah. He earned it, had to earn it. You know, I mean, he had his helmet in his uh, case and, and he was ready to drive anything. Well, you know, last time I saw him was at the, um, uh, at IRP, I guess it's called Lucas now. Uh, and he was with his son and, uh, 
we we were we had a I'm trying to think who we were, was driving our car that night, but and it might have been uh, yeah, I forget who was, but but we saw him. Uh, we were checking in. Do you remember that, Linda? Yeah. We were checking in. Uh, gee, it couldn't have been that long ago. And he was with his son, and uh, we had a nice talk. Now, I didn't, even, and, and and then literally maybe a month or two later, we read that he had uh, that he was sick. You know, I think we probably saw him in Indianapolis too after that. Uh, I don't know. What a shame! What a shame! What a what a what a loss! Thank you for listening to Remembering John Andretti on the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, brought to you by the Justice Brothers. TorontoMotorsports.com, Bell Racing Helmets USA, and Cooper Tires. If this is your first time listening, more than 900 episodes are available at MarshallPruittPodcast.com. We also have a subscribe page where Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and plenty of other listening options are readily available.